Welcome to They Might Be Librarians, a podcast of the Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I am Lauren M. I am the cataloger and I purchase adult fiction. I'm Joanna Sproul. I'm the community liaison. And I'm Brianna and I work in the children's department. Just a little bit of housekeeping for our podcast. The library will be closed December 24th and 25th for Christmas, and also December 31st and January 1st for New Year's. So, it's the end of the year, and things are weird everywhere. (laughs) Um, If you have been coming into the library, you've probably noticed that our services are a little bit different. Uh, We've been posting it on our website and Facebook and Twitter and just about everywhere. But uh, we are doing lobby service only right now. And our hours of service have changed a little bit. We are open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 2 on Saturday. And then Sunday is still the same, 1 to 5. Um, but yeah, if you come on into the library, everything is set in the in the lobby. We do have like our new materials that are out for you to browse. We also uh, have made it very easy for you to get your holds. We have staff there that will go and get it for you. And also if you come in and you've got some things that you have on your mind that you want to look at, just talk to a staff member that's out in the lobby. They would be more than happy to go get it for you. We also have a computer service available, so you can go upstairs to our little computer lab that's up in McMillan, and you can get on a computer for an hour, which is really nice. And also, I'm going to put in a shameless plug for children's and teen. We have make and take, or take and make kits, I keep saying it backwards. So we put together some crafts and activities that people can take home for their families. So you can kind of get the feel of a program just via some of our videos and some kits that we have at the library. Okay, so we are actually very fortunate today to have Brianna here. She, uh, as she said earlier, she works in the Youth Services Department. She is celebrating her one-year anniversary here at the library. So, yay! (laughs) She's also had probably the craziest first year at a job anybody could ever have. (laughs) She's adapted very, very well, but yeah, we wanted to get her on here to talk about what she's, what she's experienced this year. Well, hello, everybody. Um, My first year has been awesome, but as Lauren said, very, very different. It was normal at first. You know, we weren't getting a lot of people already when I first started because it was winter, you know, just Mm -hmm. cold. People were already getting sick. And then in March and April and so on, (laughs) it just went downhill from there and we all assumed it would get better over the summer it was just I don't know compared to the other jobs I've had it it was very chill but also very like eerie mm-hmm. considering the fact that it's a library and it was just different what did you guys expect well you didn't even get to go through a proper summer reading this year mm-hmm. yeah that that was <laughs> They had so many expectations that they were telling me what's going to happen over the summer and programs. I did a whole plan for that. That It was just a lot <laughs> that we did not get to do. So maybe next year I really get to experience it. But considering the way things are going, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. 
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of clinging to the positive of like, no, there's light at the end of the tunnel. By by true true. Yeah, by summer things will be good. Because why not, right? <laughs> but now you said that you had a lot of programs that you had planned, but a lot of them they went virtual, and you recorded some stuff, correct? Yes. So now, um, what was the what were some of the programs on the YouTube channel that you personally recorded? Okay, so the first one that I recorded as like an online program was a movie talk. And that was for The Little Mermaid. And um, because I was going with the theme of the summer reading program, which was... Oh. Um, uh, the, the myths and legends. Yeah. And, yeah uh-huh. I can't remember exactly how you say it or how it was said. Yeah, so prim- well, primarily in the beginning, it was like, well, hopefully things will change, you know. We'll get to have more people in, you know. Maybe it'll get better because if we do the two-week shut down and everybody comes home and does what they're supposed to do, you know, maybe we'll be able to go back to in-person programming pretty soon, but no. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, but then you did a Marvel program, yes. correct? Yeah. I did a Marvel program after that since we were continuing online programming, and I think I mostly went with the Spider-Man theme in that one. Um, what else? I feel like you and Lauren Weddle should get together because she loves Spider-Man, too. <laughs> like, the two of you need to talk. <laughs> I love how she also decorated the teen area just... <laughs> With all my Spider-Man posters, yes. specifically? <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just very different. I, I wasn't expecting it to be like this, considering, like, I had normal, like, job duties but it's Mm -hmm. still like just oh I'm expecting more people to come in and the fact that we closed down for three months and you know I wasn't really doing anything for children then and then we come back and it's like oh everything's virtual now Mm -hmm. so I don't know just trying to navigate through that it was a fun year though (laughs) <laughs> Good. Well, and we're we're really glad that you're here. We're glad that we have you, and we we're glad to hear that you've had fun this year, and that you're not <laughs> running away screaming from us. It just means you're good and flexible about yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> made some great friends. That's fun. good. Uh, now, Joanna, though, you have practically grown up in this library. You know, your your grandma and your mom both worked here, and you've worked here for how how long have you been working here at the library? Nineteen years. It'll be twenty in May. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> So I have to ask, in all of your memories, is this the weirdest year you've ever had here? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The weirdest year, uh, hands down. Not at all the year I thought 2020 would be. I don't know what it was, but in the back of my mind, as as 2020 was arriving, I was like, this is going to be a really great year. Like, this is so big and exciting and I was really looking forward to all the things we had planned um, Mm -hmm. for programming. Summer reading is one of my favorite things ever. And, um, you know, doing trick-or-treat on Simmons Street, just I love Mm -hmm. that. And then art scale, like I was getting really excited about everything. And then early March, I could see... (laughs) I could see things really turning not at all the way um, I had been hoping for. So this is, this is unbelievable is the word I keep using this year. It's Mm -hmm. just an unbelievable year. 
It's definitely been a year of being flexible, I think. Yes, that's, um, <laughs> you've said it. Um, you said adapting and flexible. Those are two things that I had written down as things I wanted to mention is just how great our staff has been all year with being flexible and adapting and just being continually open to figuring out new workarounds and ways to serve the public. That's what I've really loved. <laughs> and you've done a great job. Seriously. I, as, I mean, I've seen how you have taken your normal stuff, like the normal things that you would do and flipped it. And you're still serving the community. You're still out there. People know you, people hear from you and you're maintaining a safe distance and it, you're doing it virtually. Yeah, it's, it's actually been really interesting at first. I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, <laughs> actually, this has been um, really eye-opening as far as accessibility goes, mm -hmm. being able to zoom into my meetings. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to go to them no matter what, pretty much, as long as I don't have another meeting or appointment at the same time. Um, just so many different places making things virtual has been huge for accessibility. You know, I was pregnant and high mm -hmm. risk um, for half the year. And just being able to do that during a global pandemic was, I don't want to say awesome, but just really great to be able to do my job while being safe mm -hmm. and socially distant. Like I said, you've done a fantastic job, mm -hmm. and I understand you not wanting to use the word awesome, but maybe awe-inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, um, I can't imagine it being, going back to Brianna, though, I can't imagine it being my first year and in coming into this, because I remember my first year working in a library. I mean, it was such a strange adjustment for me, because I'd gone from working just you know, in an office environment. And then I got hired to do my very first library job in May. And if anyone works in a library knows, um, you should have already had all of your summer reading <laughs> planned well before yeah. May. And the library that I went to, they kind of had things planned out, but um, the position I was coming into was kind of a new creation. I was hired on as a teen librarian and the library hadn't had one before. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had to like just jump in and be like, okay, I have to create a summer reading program in like five minutes. Go. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought that was crazy. <laughs> this is, that's nothing compared to this. Yeah. I mean, having to jump in and create so many different programs and ideas, you know, to make sure everybody in the community is getting something out of what we're doing mm -hmm. it's just like you said adapting being able to change and go along with different rules that come up different ideas that may come up that may change the whole way you do things at work because this is my first library job like ever mm -hmm. and i've always been a reader so that's what really attracted me to this job in general but just the year we've had was not what I, my first year here was not what I expected at all. <laughs> I don't think you could have expected no. any of this. <laughs> what was your first year in a library job like, Lauren? I'm kind of curious about this one. You should be curious. <laughs> um, so it took me a long time to get into libraries. I had wanted to work in a library since I turned 15 and could get my work permit 
But the library that I grew up with just would not hire me, but I won't name them by name. I got to work there later in life. Regardless, it's their loss. It's their <laughs> loss for those years. Um, no, but uh, I started working uh, when I was in college. So I worked in my, my university library and it was only a decade ago, so for those of you listening and who don't know how old I am, I'm going to describe something that's going to sound really old to you. But I worked in the media lab, which I meant I had to make sure VHS tapes were rewound <laughs> and those big clunky headphones were sanitized. That was part of my job 10 years ago. <laughs> it's just crazy to think that they were still doing that back then. But I did that. I made sure um, I worked in the computer lab as well. And so I, I had to help a lot of education majors like print on transparencies and do a lot of tech and computer stuff. And sometimes the entire computer lab would go down at once and I had to field a whole lot of mess. <laughs> um, very angry people who had not been saving as they were told to keep saving. <laughs> so I had to deal with a lot of tired and grumpy college kids a lot, I think. <laughs> that was my first did you, sorry. No, go ahead. Did you say that you had to make sure the VHS tapes were rewound? Uh-huh. What happened if they weren't? Oh, well, I mean, they got returned, and then I just had to check them, and if not, we had one of those, like, the super rewinders. rewinders. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that's what I wanted to know. Was like, did you have a rewinder? Because we did, and oh, we, for sure. I felt so high-tech in my family that we had a rewinder. Uh-huh. <laughs> the funny part about this is that it was 2010 that I was doing this, but, I'm, you know. I'm surprised. 2010, that, that's a pretty... Surprising to have VHS. Right. Do so you use VHSs? Maybe that's well, not my age not now, <laughs> but I, I'm thinking probably back in 2010, they uh, still a lot of information had not been converted to right. DVD or digital, so therefore the only way to access it would be mm-hmm. right. VHS. <laughs> well, so. in the school I went to was built in the 70s and had not been updated too much throughout the decades oh. so they were just behind on a lot of things anyway so yeah, that's, that's why it me up they were a lot sometimes but <laughs> I always got all of my job duties done before like you know my shift was over and my boss had to be like uh do this thing over here <laughs> so I was the eager person who wanted to actually do my work as opposed to the other kids that were just like eh you're helping me pay for college <laughs> <laughs> Um, this year has been interesting in the teen room, too. I know Brianna talked a lot about the changes between summer reading for children's and then going virtual, and that's been interesting for the teens, too, because even though teens seem to live online, they don't tend to interact online. So I've been <laughs> working really hard at trying to make a space for them that seems like it's for them, but something that they'll still interact with us with. So I created a Discord server this summer. Um, a lot of libraries have been doing that. And the teens actually picked up on that. They like it. I have some channels for them to just, like, post pictures of their cute pets and to Aww. post clean memes. Uh, we also mm-hmm. do a burning question of the day. So I give, like, a either a would you rather or this or that question every day on Instagram stories and in the Discord. And so they like to interact with that. And sometimes that breaks out in some great debates about which version is or which answer is better. So <laughs> I have a lot of fun interacting with them over that, and that makes me happy. And it also gives them a space where they can ask us questions. So I have a kid who asks a lot about things that are in on hold or what our hours are currently or things like that. So it gives them another avenue to contact us when they would rather not pick up a phone and call the library or something like that. So I, I'm really glad that's been going over well because I miss seeing all the teens that I got to mm-hmm. see on a normal basis before. And um, also moving programs online, we've done the videos and things. um, And then I also get to do some live programs over Google Meet, which 
sometimes they work really well. Sometimes they don't. I'm trying to figure out like what works for these kids and what intrigues them enough to log on. But I really like being able to play some games with them over the internet via Google Meet because that gives us some sense of normalcy when we used to have a board game program every Thursday. So now every few Thursdays we get to play a virtual game together. And so that feels almost normal. So (laughs) I like it a lot. One thing that I do have to mention that I've loved this year is the youth services got a turtle named Squishy. Squishy! (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely adore this turtle. She is, what what kind of turtle is she? Is she a box turtle? Yes, I think so. No, no, Matthew's shaking shaking his head no. Our resident turtle expert. (laughs) Oh, a paint. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. A, paint, a painted something turtle is what Matthew said. <laughs> um, she, uh, she, she is, she's very colorful, but she is just, she is the sweetest little turtle. She, she's very friendly and like, I'll come in every morning and say good morning to her and I'll put my hand up to the glass on the tank and she swims up to my hand to say hi and she'll follow people. And, uh, I've been talking to Aubrey in children's and we haven't we haven't had a chance to set it up yet, but we've been talking about creating like little obstacle courses and then getting her out of her tank and letting her go through obstacle courses and giving her treats at the end and then putting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So seriously, everyone, keep your eye out for something involving Squishy. But seriously, if you if you had not made it in before the library closed down to see Squishy, keep your eye out. We plan to have some videos and pictures of her. She's just She's kind of the best thing of this entire year, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Brianna, you get to interact with her on occasion, don't you? Yes. She actually is sweet, but she's also mean. She's mean? She likes to bite people. Like in a playful way? Yeah, me, Evelyn, and Aubrey. Yeah, she's playful, but she's also like, don't touch me. Like, let me be, let me run, let me be free. She likes to run around. And she's not slow at all. And that's really funny to me. She will find herself all the way on the other side of the room. And if you don't pay attention, she will disappear in the books. <laughs> so so she's an her. avid reader. Yes. <laughs> uh, we love Squishy, though. And... Clearly, as evidenced by Squishy, not everything was bad this year. <laughs> so uh, I did want to I did want us to talk about some of our favorite things that happened this year, like our favorite books and movies, TV shows, music, whatever. And Lauren, I know this was something that you really had a lot to say about in this. Like you are, <laughs> well, you're you're like you say you're always geeking out about oh, something, yes, yeah. and you've you have. Uh, constantly found like super positive things that have come out this year so I really wanted to hear what you had to say oh goodness well I may or may not have written down I don't know like six books and I don't have to talk about all of them (laughs) um I will say for a tv show I I don't know if I talked about this in a past podcast but my husband and I watched Avatar The Last Airbender this year Mm -hmm. and I loved it I thought the storyline was super good my controversial take on this is that it's a better storyline than like Harry Potter I thought it was super good. And I like Harry Potter. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But um, I don't know. I highly recommend the show now that it's on Netflix. I know I'm late to the game. Um, it's been out for, I don't know, a decade now. You're talking about the Nickelodeon. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I really, really liked it. And the, the character development and all the things that get to happen. My husband really likes the uncle who really likes tea and eating. And he's <laughs> a delight in the show. It's great. 
Aang and Katara. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Aang and Katara are a good mm-hmm. pair right there. Um, so yeah, so I I really liked that this year. It made me happy to watch all of that. And that's another thing I got to talk with the teens about. They have some very uh, hardcore opinions about that show, uh-huh. and so. I got to talk to them, and they were, like, literally, they clapped for me whenever I finished watching it. I have never had that happen in my life before, <laughs> but the entire room of teenagers just started clapping for me because they knew I finished the show and I liked it. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> that was a pretty there, great. There are YA books. Yes. With, yeah. Yeah. And there's um there's comic books and stuff, too, and I haven't delved into that realm yet, but I'm excited because I know there's a lot more content to, to dig into. <laughs> well, my partner, yeah. Mike, is a huge fan of that oh, show really? as well. Yeah. And so anytime that you get one of the YA books, oh, yeah. um, I get a text <laughs> saying, hey, hey. <laughs> can you put this on hold for me? So That's so great. I yeah. love it. Well, I'm glad to be serving Mike in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, there were some other good books this year. My Calamity Jane, I'm not sure if I brought that up this year. I don't know if any of you guys have read the Lady Janies series. I have not. No, okay. So it's it's Cynthia Hand, Jody Meadows, and Brody Ashton. These are not authors that I personally was interested in in their like, actual personal works, mm-hmm. but them together is they write such hilarious books and they write historical f- melded with fantasy and humor. And I, these are not stories I would pick up on a normal basis. I didn't actually know about my, like, Calamity Jane before, um, but she was around during, like, the Annie Oakley days mm-hmm. and, like, the Wild West things and whatever. And I was like, eh, I don't really care about that. But this book was kind of telling her story but melded with werewolf hunting. And it's so funny. And the narrators have their <laughs> own little asides all the time. They, they put stuff in parentheses, and it just cracks me up. So highly recommend all three books that are in the series. They don't go together. Um, one's about Jane Eyre. Um, and then there's that one's about ghost hunting. And then there's one about uh, a Queen Jane or something like that. I can't remember. Um, so it's the My Lady Janie series. I highly recommend if you need a good laugh. And I think this year everybody needs a good laugh. So what, What's the title of the Jane Eyre book? Oh, no. My Plain Jane, I think, is Jane. what it is. Yes. I mean. Yeah, there's My Lady Jane, My Plain Jane, and then this is Calam- My Calamity Jane. I, ser- seriously, though, you you put Jane Eyre and ghosts together, right? and I'm all in. <laughs> so good. I, I loved it. So um, highly recommend that one. What about you guys? What were your favorite things of the year? I think that made you happy, whether or not it was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I, I, I know I had talked earlier in an earlier podcast about Lovecraft Country because it's oh, one yeah. of the things I was geeking out about. So <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's amazing. So I, I was I was kind of mad during the last episode, and I'm not going to oh, say why. Uh, I'll, I'll, Brianna, I'll tell you yes. why afterwards, but, but I'm not going to say why on here because I don't want to spoil anything. But oh my gosh, it was just it was brilliant. It's like one of the yes. best things that I've seen in a long time. Mm. Um, if if you're not familiar with Lovecraft Country. It's the it's a TV show based on a book, but it it horror it's, TV series. Yes, it is a horror TV series, um, and it deals with all different kinds of horror. Um, there's there's like the psychological horror, there's monster horror, there's the horror that humans can do to each other, and then there was one particular episode that I know I told Joanna about this. I was so freaking scared by the end of it. I mean, it terrified me so badly that I could not sleep with the lights off for probably a week. That's Especially intense. the demon episode. Oh, Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, <laughs> I was terrified. 
outside. I, I know. thinking that we're going to be dancing behind me. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe oh. you and I should do a Lovecraft Country podcast, Brianna. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrifying. But <sighs> seriously, if, if, you love, if you love horror or you love social commentary or if you love historical, because this is set in the 1950s, so if you love historical TV shows with a lot of fantasy elements to it, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, you can watch it via HBO Max, so you do have to kind of download a, a, a premium cable app, so be prepared for that. But what was your favorite episode? My favorite episode? I think it was episode three when Letty moved into the house. Oh, my favorite episode was Ruby's episode. Oh, oh, okay. That one... That one was good, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I kind of stepped back from that one. <laughs> but um, that was my favorite. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I don't want to gross the the listeners out. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I did love I did love that show, and I also recommend that you check out the book that it's based on. It's here at the library. Um, it's by Matt Matt Ruff. You can read that at any time, or call and have us put it on hold for you. <laughs> Um, I also really got into the TV show Ultimate Tag. Did any of you watch this? No. Is that on Netflix? No, uh, we watched it through Hulu, but it aired on Fox. And this, the premise is absolutely ridiculous, but it's so much fun. I think I've heard of it. Um, these, um, these contestants come on and they, um, it's basically like four rounds of tag. The game tag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one is you got these three contestants and they're running through this obstacle course trying to avoid the professional taggers who are all mostly parkour athletes. Oh my gosh. I, it's, it's stressing me out and I haven't <laughs> even seen it. No, it's, but it's, it's fantastic because like just watching, watching the way the, because the, the contestants are also like pretty athletic. One woman was a professional soccer player. So it's not so, like they just pull me off the street. No, no, no. Like you have to audition and show that you're physically capable okay. of doing this. Uh, and in fact, uh, in the last episode, um, one of the, uh, one of the, the uh, women competitors um, during the, the first round, it normally lasts maybe a minute, maybe a minute and a half. She kept going. It was like six minutes, I think, before anyone could get her. She was just so fast and so agile. Yeah. Wait, what was this on? Uh, I watched it through Hulu, but it aired on Fox, and it was only one season, and they still have not decided if they're going to bring it back for a second season. So I would love to tell everybody listening, go to Hulu and watch (laughs) it, and then contact Fox and tell them that you want another season of it, because it's amazing. (laughs) It's wonderful, like, fun and funny type of stuff, and you get to cheer on someone, but there isn't a whole lot at stake, and it's a good Mm. break from everything, and... So, yeah that that was my that was my super fun thing that I loved. Um, I did find a few books though that I loved this year. Oh, that's uh, good. Well, I mean Jasper Ford released a book, so of course that one, The Constant Rabbit, is going to be on my list of favorites. Of course, <laughs> it's one of his more, in my opinion, emotionally difficult books to get through. Um, it's very much political satire, but it's set in a fantasy realm. The concept of this book is that back in the 1950s or 60s, there was an event called the something that happened. And all of a sudden, rabbits in particular, but then a few other random animals suddenly became anthropomorphized. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're 
walking upright and talking and interacting as humans and they can think like humans and but so that that happened like several decades ago and the book is now set in the present time and there it's kind of like what society is like if this had happened and so there are all of these political ramifications like if you kill one of these walking talking rabbits is it murder or are you just killing an animal? You know, it's just questions like that. I don't know how this book managed to be as funny as it is with such heavy topics, but I genuinely loved it. And then also uh, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Uh, I, th- I think it's been on a, a lot of lists by, pe- uh, for, by, by people just saying it's one of the best to come out this year. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, two twin sisters who run away from the small town that they grew up in and the town itself it's it's really kind of an interesting social i don't want to call it experiment but basically this town was founded by african-american people way back like i think right after the emancipation proclamation and um but they had such a and I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can talk about this. They had such a thing of like the way they looked that they wanted to try to make themselves look as light skinned as possible. Mm-hmm. And these two twins ran away from the town. They were like descended from the town founders. They ran away. And one of them came back and she had fallen in love with a man who was quite a bit darker complected than she is. And so therefore her daughter is also darker complected and she's very much standing up like, this is love. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what she looks like. This is love. And it was just such a, such a beautiful love story between this mother and her daughter. And then also there's the, um, the other storyline of the other twin sister who has um, created a life of her own somewhere else and completely wants to deny any of her family. She wants to pretend she doesn't have a family. And then um, their worlds do end up just coming crashing together. And it's just this gorgeous story of family and what family means. And I just, Oh, it's so good. I loved it. <laughs> so good. I might have cried a couple of times reading it. So I highly recommend people check out The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Okay. Sounds good. Not to bring everything down, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was looking at the rest of my list, and I was like, man, a lot of my books were like weirdly emotionally sad, but very well written, and that's why I have mm-hmm. them this year. So I won't bring those up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joanna? Well, I don't read a ton of fiction. I don't read a ton, period. Um, I am an audiobook gal. Mm-hmm. and um, But this year was different, a little more different than normal, just with the anxiety of the pandemic. I read even less, plus being pregnant and right. the stress of that on top of the pandemic. Let's see, what did, what was something that was really great? Tiger King. Oh, no. (laughs) If anyone, honestly, it could not have come at a better time. I forget what month it came out, but um, on Netflix, Tiger King, 
um, was released, and it is just wild. Do you all three know what Tiger King is? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's Joe Exotic, this man who has a tiger haven, essentially, but is a tiger haven, and uh, his wild um, feud with another woman who has a sanctuary for big cats. And um, it's true. It's, I mean, it's nonfiction, I should say. Um, but it is so unbelievable and wild and ridiculous. <laughs> and the things that happen, the, the, the cliffhangers at the end of the episodes were really good cliffhangers that just pulled me in. And that was one thing I really loved. I also read, let's see, well, I guess this would be more just to, to prepare myself, but I read a natural childbirth um, book by Ina Mae Gaskin, who is like the number one guru of natural childbirth, which that was my goal for um, giving birth was to go without any pain meds, which natural childbirth, all childbirth is natural. I'll just <laughs> throw that out there. Um, but pain med free is my, was my goal. So I read that and that was quite eye-opening. Um, for the record, I did 95% of it without any pain meds and I stalled for five hours at the very end. So I had to do some pain meds. Yeah. But that (laughs) book was really good. We have it here, I believe. Actually, I think I got it from another library through Evergreen, but that was a really good book. It helped me mentally prepare. What else did I like? I mean, the best thing about 2020 was my daughter. Yeah. So Maggie. <laughs> she is so cute. Yeah. Maggie being born was hands down the best thing about this year for me and my husband. So. And she's just a little mini Ben. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> I tell everyone I don't. It's like I had nothing to do with her when I look at her. She's just so much like her daddy and... The two of them, it just, oh, they're so sweet together and Ooh, it just awesome. makes me so happy. But yeah, she's just wonderful. <laughs> what about you, Brianna? Well, there were lots of things that happened to me this year that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I didn't read a lot, but my niece was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay! Congratulations! Um, she is going to be one next month, but she's now 10 months and she's. Perfect. I love her so much. Um, I watch a lot of Netflix. I mean, a lot. I wrote down so many shows. Um, but one of my favorites, I have to say, that just stole my heart is a whole Vampire Diaries, Vampire Diaries world se- like the whole series and the spinoffs, the originals. Oh my God, the originals and legacies. Were you watching it for the first time, or was this a rewatch? It was the first time I had ever seen it, because when it was on, I was all about Teen Wolf mm-hmm. and Pretty okay. Little Liars. That was amazing. <laughs> um, I watched, what else? I started Grey's Anatomy. I'm currently on season eight. Um, Umbrella Academy was great. I watched Lucifer, The Witcher. <laughs> oh, wow. Julian and Phantoms is a very happy, great, amazing show. It was really cute. God, if anybody's interested. Um, <laughs> what was it again? Really cute guy. No, 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 the, the show. Oh, Julie and the Phantoms. Thank you. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> really cute guys. Um, 
I also listen to a lot of music. One of my favorite artists, Justin Bieber, released his album this year, Changes. Also, Miley Cyrus just released her album, Plastic Hearts. Everybody go listen to it if you like rock. I do. Chloe and Hallie, um, they're sisters. They um, released an album in May, I want to say. What kind of music um, are they? They are R&B. Okay. So if you're an R&B fan, they're really awesome. I actually became like really good at taking photos over this time, like really upgraded my photography skills. Oh, nice. Cookies, That's awesome. Makeup. And I started school because I want to do musical theater for my career, so I've been working in, working towards that. And oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of, well, I have a lot more, but. <laughs> that, it sounds like you've done so much already, though. I mean, the photography and the, you're gonna, going back to school, that's amazing. Yeah, just working on myself. <laughs> Trying to enjoy whatever we can in these times, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you guys ever seen Dead to Me? Yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. I feel like maybe I have. Okay, so it's about these two women. Yes. And- I mean, <laughs> I like, she says it's about two women, I, and you said exactly what I what I knew. Yeah, I that was a it. great description, Brianna. Wow. <laughs> yes, I have. It's so good. So I highly recommend that for like, not a thriller, but like, it keeps you on edge. Like you wonder if the other person's gonna find out the whole time or the whole time, and it's just. If you're into those type of, like, murder mystery shows, mm-hmm. I think you'll love that. Okay. No wonder you like that, Joanna. Uh, yeah, no yes, kidding. <laughs> it's totally up my, my dark alley. <laughs> my dark alley. I like that. <laughs> oh, and you. I watched you. Oh, yes. I started watching that, too. It. I watched you as well. That is that is a creepy, creepy show. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would only watch it for Penn Badgley, but I've stayed away from it. Yes. <laughs> so... So now I think maybe we should go to Lauren Weddle's favorite part, the what are you geeking out about section. Okay, so I had something before I came to this podcast and then I totally lost it. So I have something else that I'm going to talk about. It's not normal for me. It's cleaning products. So um, this year I've been looking at a lot of ways to cut down on plastic waste or just waste in general and Mm. be able to reuse things as much as possible and things like that. Um, So now I have a bunch of awesome targeted ads. Man, just start (laughs) researching stuff and you will get all the information you need. Let me Mm -hmm. tell you, all of your Instagram ads will turn into green living items. But um, I found a company called Blue Land and they send you – well. You have to buy it, obviously. Um, But you can purchase, like, cleaning supplies of all sorts. So um, I got the, I think it's the Clean Suite or the one underneath that. Um, It has dishwasher tablets. So it's just powder into tablets. And they give you, like, a forever tin. So whenever you buy the refills, you just open a compostable package. And then you put the stuff back in the tin. There's powder for dish, like, dish soap. But it's powder. And they have, like, a little silicone, like, shaker for that. Um, there's also, I'm doing all these hand motions. You guys can't hear or see these hand motions except for these people in this room with me. I also got, um, they have like a glass and mirror cleaner, a bathroom cleaner, and a multi-surface cleaner. 
And those are all like spray bottles that come, you fill it up to a line and then you put in a tablet and it's kind of like a bath bomb. (laughs) So you stick it in and it like dissolves in there and then it's the cleaner because most of what you're buying when you buy a cleaning product is water. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's cool because you get to reuse all this and then they have hand soap that foams and it does the same thing. You fill up the, they put glass containers that are pumps and then you fill it up and then you put in the tablet and it dissolves in there. So I just got my whole stuff this week yesterday actually and I'm really weirdly excited about it so now I need to go clean everything (laughs) um but yeah I just really like that the packaging is compostable and all that kind of good stuff so I have other things that I've been looking into for other ways of cutting down on waste in my life so I that's what I'm geeking out about a lot right now so cool yeah what about you so I this actually kind of started last night I was in desperate need to laugh and I have recently been kind of geeking out about Kate McKinnon. Okay. Particularly her work on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Um, because it's I, amazing. It is. It, it's <laughs> hilarious. And I just, I, I just, I was, I was kind of, I was tired yesterday and also just, you know, general stress. And I, I just recently was out because I had a back injury and then I came, I came in and I see I've got like four carts of things that I have to catalog and, a lot. Yeah, it, it is. And so I'm just slowly kind of working through it, but it's stressing me out that, oh, I didn't get those four carts of books cataloged in one day. I mean, you know, that <laughs> kind of made you? me mad for some reason. I don't know. But um, so I was like, I, I just, I need to watch something funny. And I just, I got onto YouTube and I started watching the stuff that she does. And in particular, I love her character, uh, Ms. Rafferty, who. She like she's been abducted by aliens yes. and you know she's seen ghosts and time traveled and stuff like that and it always happens her her friend Sharon and then uh the whomever the host is is playing another friend of theirs and uh Sharon and the other friend they have like wonderful experiences with the aliens and the ghosts and whatnot and she's like yeah it's a little different for me and I just <laughs> it's just like the worst things that could possibly happen and I just, I, there was one thing that she did in one of those particular sketches that I laughed so hard and for so long that Mike had to pause it for me because I couldn't do anything and hope that I didn't choke because I was laughing so hard. And then I was like, well, I got to share the love. And so I started sending these videos to my mom and sharing them with her. And because she's like, oh, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny since the days of Gilda Radner. And I'm like, here's the new Gilda. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that's I've I've been geeking out Kate McKinnon lately. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah. How about you, Brianna? I've been geeking out about a couple of things. Well, I already talked about Julina Phantoms. That's just a very lighthearted, happy show that was very needed in this year. Also, the fact that there is a possible multiverse crossover coming mm-hmm. in Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me so happy because Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland in one movie, it's it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and also the new Wonder Woman coming out this month. Finally. Yes, I'm very Finally. excited for that. In December. Well, it's already December, <laughs> but um, on the 25th. So it's going to be on HBO Max, which I kind of disagree with. But you know what? With the way things are, I'm just happy to get it. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to put Wonder Woman on my best of 2020 list for this podcast. Right? And I you can't can preemptively do that. I, I guess, yeah, I guess I can. But <laughs> it's going to be good no matter what. Yes. movies that were supposed to be in theaters and supposed to be seen this year that just got pushed back so many times. 
like the new the new mutant sequel mm. or the new mutants movie it finally came out in october and it was supposed to come out in like 2018 well we also do have it here at the library because I cataloged it yesterday. <gasps> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you're you're really geeking the the multiverse crossover yeah. <laughs> because when Spider Man the Tom Holland Spider Man's came out, there was like this rumor that all like Sony and Marvel were fighting over Tom Holland at first, and then they finally came to an agreement. Months later, got him, I think five more movies. Seriously? I think five more movies, yeah. And I mean he's young enough. <laughs> he can yes. do it forever. <laughs> and um I was really happy because there were different routes that they could have taken, but if Sony would have taken over Spider Man, I don't know how much I would have liked it, although since Sony owned Venom, it would have been perfect. Because now we've already seen what Sony did with (laughs) Spider Man and Venom, though. (laughs) Yes, if I saw a crossover between Spider Man and Venom, I don't know how I've been able to handle that because I don't know. I just seriously, Brianna, I think you need to start your own podcast about um, comic book characters and the movies involved in them and whatnot. Because (laughs) like you're just you you you're you're talking about it, and I'm like so fascinated by what you're saying, and I know very little about it outside of like I've seen the Marvel movies and whatnot, but it's like there's so much that you just know and I, yeah, so I'm that person. Maybe project for 2021. Yes, I'm that person that will just read articles upon articles about different comic book characters and storylines that could possibly happen, so if you wanted to know about me, there's a little bit. <laughs> but yes. What about you, Joanna? Well, mine's going to be typical for me. I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> 2 on Netflix. Um, just started watching it, I think, yesterday. And I, if I didn't have a baby, I'd be all the way through it. But um, <laughs> I've seen the first one, um, and it's it's good. So I love the first season, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of them. So. Again, right up my dark alley. <laughs> right for up sure. your dark alley, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are done for this podcast. Thank you for listening to They Might Be Librarians, a Plainfield Guilford Township Public Library podcast. Please leave us a review and share us with your friends. We will see you next year. Take care and be safe, everyone.